Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This is episode 110, Fear of Failure. After too many setbacks and struggles, it's tempting to want to avoid future failures. Sometimes we mask our fears with apathy. Sometimes we even fear success. As easy as it is to fear failure, you don't have to. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians, as well as Understand Your Brain, Get More Done, the ADHD Executive Functions Workbook. For more information about the books, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. People like to explain things. Our brains are wired to make connections between events so that we can better predict what is going to happen next time. The reason to understand the past and remember it is that it makes us better prepared for the future. So we're constantly trying to understand why some things happen and why others don't. I talk a lot in this podcast and elsewhere about the profound impact that getting an ADHD diagnosis has because it it changes our explanation for events. The events of your past have obviously not changed, but your understanding of those events sure has. If you understand your struggles to be the result of a brain-based information processing weakness that interferes with your ability to reliably translate intentions into actions, you'll feel differently about your past than if you saw them as the result of being irresponsible or something. But since the past is really about the future, It will also affect how you see things working out tomorrow. After all, the best predictor of the future is the past. Unless, of course, something big has changed. And an ADHD diagnosis is big. All of a sudden, the future doesn't need to resemble the past. On a personal note, this is what is so cool about specializing in ADHD. You can make a big difference pretty quickly. Not that all of life becomes puppy dogs and rainbows, but hopefully tomorrow will be better than yesterday. The good news about ADHD is that the medications tend to work pretty well, and we have lots of really good ADHD-friendly strategies that can help you be more effective and efficient in your life. But what's interesting is that even when some of the practical matters in, in our life change, our mindset and deep beliefs don't necessarily follow immediately behind. Of course, as a psychologist, this is what I do all day. Help people identify and then possibly shift those deep beliefs. In that process, I often think that the worst of ADHD is not the effect that it has on accomplishing things, but rather on how you see yourself, how you respond in the face of setbacks and challenges, and how you relate to others. In other words, all that psychology stuff. Or as I sometimes say, neurology drives psychology. If it feels like you've had too many difficulties or bad endings, it's easy to become extra sensitive to bad outcomes, 
because it doesn't feel like you have enough successes to counterbalance them. And if you've had too many failures, each new one feels like another one on the pile, another strike against you. This can predictably lead to a fear of failure, where it feels too risky to take big chances. So you play it safe with the easy stuff, the stuff that you feel pretty confident will work out. Although your batting average goes up, it carries a cost of missing out on potential successes and interesting experiences. If you pass on too many opportunities because you doubt your ability to pull it off, this is the most obvious psychological fallout of all those ADHD struggles. But there are two other less obvious ways that this can work out. One is what looks like apathy, where someone looks as if they really don't care, that they're not interested in pursuing that potential opportunity. Whatever, I don't care about that stuff. And of course, sometimes that is 100% true. This is not the sort of thing that they're interested in pursuing. Or maybe it's just not worth the effort. And that's a reasonable assessment given that we don't have unlimited time and energy. But that's different from the apathetic response to the fear of failure. The apathetic response is to act as if you don't care because if you don't care, then there's no reason to do something about it and risk failure. Sometimes the apathetic response mostly involves convincing other people, but sometimes we're also trying to convince ourselves by talking ourselves out of caring about it. To me, the classic illustration of the apathetic response is the high school kid who's bombing some classes and takes a stance that's, you know, school's kind of pointless anyway. If he was fully honest, he might admit that he would like to do better, but he doesn't know how to, or is pessimistic that it would work out anyway, so he doesn't even put in the effort or get his hopes up. It's kind of like, it's only a failure if you actually cared. This totally makes sense, but avoiding the work and putting in minimal effort will guarantee a bad outcome. Apathy prevents disappointment, but at the cost of rarely succeeding. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. At the other end of the spectrum is the second way that fear of failure shows up, which is the fear of success. I have to admit that when I first heard about the fear of success, I thought it was pretty bogus, kind of, you know, psychobabble nonsense. Over time, though, I've kind of come to learn that it's really about delayed fear of failure. In other words, succeeding today raises the bar, and then people expect more of you, which makes the next failure more likely. And of course, we all know that inconsistent performance is a hallmark for folks with ADHD. So the blessing of those occasional great performances carries with it the curse of raised expectations and greater disappointment when it doesn't all come together so neatly the next time. This is especially true when you've had way too many new solutions that were definitely going to do the trick this time. This is going to be the thing that gets me organized or, you know, whatever. And then lo and behold, you're right back to where you started. All those solutions and strategies that sounded lovely but didn't take your ADHD into account and therefore fell short. After too many of those disappointments, it's easy to be skeptical. Lots of stuff works for a short amount of time. 
which is great, except that others' expectations last a long time. In this situation where it's hard to repeat those temporary successes and where those successes raise others' expectations for you, does it make sense to try, try again until you finally succeed? Perhaps not. Not unless you have some real reason to believe that this new strategy, system, tool, treatment, whatever, is really going to be different. Not flash in the pan, but sustainable success. So what it boils down to is that the way to overcome the fear of failure is not simply with better strategies and systems. These do matter, and you want to make sure that you're using good ADHD-friendly strategies. But equally important is to have the right mindset when applying those strategies. This means being willing to take some chances, which means being willing for it to sometimes not work out. Failure or falling short does not mean that that is the end of the road. Quite the opposite. Failures are to be expected and then learned from. If something didn't work out the first time and then you learn something from it, then you're better off for the next time. And by the way, there's always a next time. Sometimes it just won't work out and not for any good reason. Don't let that setback knock you off the horse. Maybe you can't change what happened, but you don't need to let it rob you of the motivation to do the next thing. The goal is to keep moving forward and addressing whatever comes up next. Sometimes the people who are most successful are the ones who just keep moving forward. So as usual, I have a couple of cool announcements. After all, there's always something interesting going on in the world of ADHD. First of all, Chad is doing an online fundraiser where you can bid on the opportunity to do a one-hour consultation with some of the biggest names in the world of ADHD. Some of these experts will be offering other prizes as well. So here's your chance to have an uninterrupted and lengthy conversation with some of those experts across the country whose offices are nowhere near driving distance. This is a unique opportunity. So, and you know, obviously I'll be participating, plus lots of other great people. Uh, the bidding will take place from Monday, June 23rd through Friday, June 27th. So definitely make sure you, you know, hit the window there. Um, you can get the link on the cool events page at adultadhdbook.com. Also, I'll be redoing my five-week teleclass series, A Stronger Mindset for Life's Challenges, which will be five Wednesdays starting on June 18th. We'll talk about nine mindset traps that folks with ADHD tend to fall into and how to overcome those traps so that you can face challenges more effectively. Strategies are important, but they don't mean anything if you aren't able to apply them consistently. That's what we'll be talking about here. You can get more information at adultadhdmindset.com. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.